that. We are live from the ocean. Nice. Real nice. First sip of coffee. Cheers. I just microwaved some coffee that was left over in the pot from yesterday. Oh that was not a good idea. I need uh, I need fresh brewed coffee. That would be nice. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my live stream. RJ Hinners, you are first on the Facebook. Rachel comes in second on the Facebook. Gary Cantrell comes in third on the Facebook. Nick Umrichin comes in fourth on the Facebook. And rounding out the top five, Brandon Hollinger on the Facebook. And then we got uh, Ken Kramer, who's first on the YouTube. Good morning, Ken Kramer. Good morning to everybody. Good morning, Pat Duffy. I see you, Leslie Larson and uh, Steven. What's up, buddy? On the YouTube. Uh, Bichaconti, I think. I've been trying to say your name properly there, Steven, because I see you a lot. Jerry, how are you on the YouTube? Uh, Scott Wolfen, Wolfinger. Uh, yo, Philly in the house. I'm going to have Philly in the house in uh, a few hours. We're going to have our first... Our first visitors uh, in over a year. I mean, we, we snuck in a couple play dates with the kids, but first family. So we're very, very excited here. Trying to get the house ready. Oh, my God. I microwaved this coffee uh, too long. It's, it's, it's like McDonald's coffee where you, where you roll up, you get a cup of coffee from McDonald's drive-thru. I'm not speaking out of turn. And then, uh, and then you know, you can't drink it all the way to work. You finally pull into work, and then you can finally sip your McDonald's coffee. Stop it. Knock it off. Your coffee's too hot. Figure it out. Be honest. Are you nervous? I'm not nervous about um, catching the coronavirus or anything like that, Pat Duffy. Just nervous to see them. We're, we're very excited. I mean, we probably should have opened up uh, a little sooner as a family. Probably. But, uh, you know, no regrets. What are you going to do? So... I think we're just nervous to make sure uh, everything goes smoothly and nice for them. And it's my son's birthday this weekend, and that's what he wanted for his birthday. So there you go. That and, uh, yeah, lava hot drink, RJ Hinners. I can't tell you how many times. I mean, that's been my experience because, you know, everyone's touchy. Everyone's touchy out there. So I don't want McDonald's being touchy, but it's been my experience when I roll up just to get a McDonald's coffee to keep me awake when I'm driving, because I drive uh, a lot of back and forths to the ocean, the coffee's really effing hot. That makes me assume that uh, enough people complained about the McDonald's coffee being too cold. So they're like, let's make sure we never have someone say our coffee's not hot enough. Put it on the lava set, uh, setting. Happy birthday to the little Hughes, Vinny Castiglione says. Thank you, Vinny. That means a lot to me. I appreciate that. It seems like yesterday that I became a father, but uh, I got an 11-year-old in the house now. Or almost an 11-year-old. Joyce Collin. Let me give Joyce Collin a little love on the screen. One of the regulars that goes way, way back with the live streams. There she is. And, uh, hey, what's up, Bob Lord? A little love for Bob Lord. Lots of love for Chuck Lynn. Uh, here's for you being a good human being. You know, thanks, Chuck Lynn, $25. Thank you, Chuck Lynn. I appreciate that. Yeah, one of our own, uh, Sin, uh, Sin Visible. She's a good egg. She has supported every single thing I've done over the years, even the crappy stuff when I was, uh, I don't think I was ever lame, but when I was kind of 
not doing much. She was still there uh, supporting me, and uh, she tweeted yesterday that, uh, yeah, she was having a tough day, and she was stressed out because she needed to pay for some uh, basic car repairs to the tune of $230, and uh, she was a little nervous. She didn't know how she was going to pay for those car repairs, um, and she needed her car to continue working, so I just... Uh, this, there's a reason I'm mentioning this on the live stream. So I just said, uh, you know, I know what she has done for me over the years. I'm like, give me your Venmo. I'm paying for your car repairs. Nothing crazy, but I'll pay for your car repairs. Because I'm not really in the position to, uh, you know, really go all in. But so I said, uh, give me your Venmo. And uh, and uh, me and my wife, we, uh, we paid for her car repairs. And then, of course, you get the asshole, uh, you know, this would have been a lot cooler if you didn't make it public. And I'll tell you why I made it public. It's only $250. You know, if I need my ego stroked that badly, I'm really, really fucking pathetic. But I made it public because she made it public. And uh, I truly didn't know what her Venmo was. And then it turns out it's on her profile. But my thought process was really simple. I, I was thinking if I do this publicly... She certainly could use a little more than uh, money for a, a, a car repair. She could use some real breathing room. So I thought if I did a nice little thing in front of everybody, it would lead to other people either sending her money because she could absolutely use more than the 250 that I sent her, or it would make other people do something nice. But you always have a fucking asshole out there that has to spin it. That's why I, I publicly did that. And I would assume because I uh, sent off uh, some money to her that other people sent money off to her. I hate that I have to even explain that, but I felt like I did. Uh, co <laughs> coffee conspiracy. Most, most coffee that you get on the road is just too damn hot. You've had those lawsuits over the years. You can look it up for yourself where people have been burned by coffee and they get a nice payday from that. Opie lied from his jail cell for trespassing yesterday. Tim Malley. That guy. I'm just, I'm just exhausted by people. If there's a chance for someone to be a pain in the ass to another human being, they're going to take that shot every single time. Uh, Tim Malley's uh, re referring to the uh, live stream I did from Vic Kenley's memorial bench. I tried to do that live stream uh, two or three times before that, and I just couldn't. They, they had that field locked down. But uh, the other day, it was definitely open, you know? And so I found the bench. It was, in a it was behind a, a backstop. It's field five if you're ever in New York City and you want to sit at the Vic Kenley Memorial Bench. It has a nice view of uh, the city. In the distance, although you have to look through the chain link fence, but that's perfect for uh, Vic Henley. He would laugh at that. And then my feet were in a, a muddy puddle, and I'm sitting there live streaming, and uh, I got a little choked up. I, I didn't think I was going to, but I did. At first, I thought it was allergies. And then I'm like, oh, my God, you're getting a little emotional, you human being. And, um, and then, of course, there's like guy that has to come over and just be a pain in the ass that he's got to kick everybody out of the out of the uh, the great lawn in central park because uh it rained the heavy rain brought mud and water and i'm looking at this guy like what does it matter 
I don't know, but he had to come all the way over to me to, to tell me to leave. And I'm like, I'm not bothering anybody. And I'm and then I tell my story. I'm like, this is my friend. This is his memorial bench in Central Park. And then, of course, uh, you know, I made him do, do a little prayer for Vic Henley, a little something, something. And then he walked off. And then I just sat there because who are you? Who, 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 who? So that's what Tim uh, Malley is uh, referring to. But it's always something. I've been um, taking an electric scooter um, with the kids back and forth to their schools. It makes getting them to school a lot quicker, a lot easier, very um, efficient. And I've been doing uh, this for uh, well over a year. They, they go to two different schools, and I, I grab my son. I put him on the front of the scooter. I'm back and forth from his school in less than 10 minutes. Then I get my daughter, and I do the whole thing. I do this every day. Now, my electric scooter's never been a problem at the building I live in. And one day, uh, the security uh, guard, you know, there's a little vestibule, the same vestibule where I waited and watched the old lady go flying because <laughs> it was too windy outside our building. That vestibule that I've discussed. So I usually leave the scooter off to the side in the vestibule. I've been doing this for well over a year. And I guess the security guy, he just... Just had nothing better to do. So he comes running out. He taps me. He goes, I don't want you putting an electric scooter there. And I'm like, why? Why? I go, I've been doing this for over a year. There's been absolutely no issues. You're making an issue that shouldn't be here. He goes, I want you to, I want you to put it around the corner uh, next to the red wall. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's way out of the way and, and, and makes now this whole thing uh, going back and forth with the kids you know, a little more time consuming. He goes, well, I, I really need you to do that. I'm like, well, why are you finding a problem that's not really there? And I also said, you know, I live here. I go, can you imagine wherever you live that I'm just sitting there outside your residence waiting for something to bother you about? This is actually my home, sir. So he goes, I need you to, to move the scooter. I'm like, oh, my God. So I have to go all the way around the corner. It's out of the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then I'm like, you know, F this. F this. So then I'm like, I, I leave the scooter outside the building now, right? That's a problem. He, he runs up to me. He goes, I don't want you to leave the scooter outside either. I'm like, why? Why is it a problem now? It's not even in the building. It's not on... It's technically not on the property. And then he basically said uh, that people are stealing electric scooters and bikes and that he doesn't want to be responsible if mine is stolen. And I'm like, I'll take that responsibility. And he said, no, you won't. I'm like, yes, I will. And then we're going back and forth. I'm like, oh, my God. And then he goes, just put it in the bike room. I'm like, I'm not putting it in the bike room. It has to be charged every day. And that is an extra step as well. I just want to go back and forth with the kids on the electric scooter, get home all nice and have a cup of coffee and do some live streaming. Ugh. So we're still, uh, we're still trying to figure out where I could put the electric scooter. It's become a whole thing. And my point is, whenever there's a chance for a human being to be a pain in the ass to you, they will take that shot. Because I wasn't bothering anybody at the great, uh, the great Lawn. I think it's called the Great South Lawn, right? The Great Lawn in uh, Central Park. I wasn't bothering anybody. I wasn't messing up uh, the grounds. 
I was kind of in the weeds because the, 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 the baseball field is kind of in the weeds. It's not even really a part of the lawn thing. And the guy, I saw him walking. He, he had to walk. That place is huge. He, he had to walk close to a half a mile to just bother me. Ah, and then as I sat there, he was just going around trying to kick people out of that area. And as he's trying to kick people out of the area, more people are entering the area. So it was a complete waste of time, even on his part. Uh, Jason Johnson Sr. Oh, you don't remember the old lady that burned her crotch off with the too hot coffee? I, of course I do. And as you can see, Doggy's in the distance. Hi, Doggy! He's ignoring me today. He's pissed off. Because we couldn't go on the beach yesterday because we got out here and, um, you know, when it rains... I've told you, that's a nightmare for a dog. So he doesn't understand why he's not running around chasing a ball and rubbing his body on anything that's dead out there. He don't get it. Gotta keep him inside, because it's too much of a mess after he gets off the beach. Like in the summertime, we'll be able to hose him down and all that after he's on the beach. But uh, we're not there yet, we're almost there. So I think he's a little mad at me right now. Derek Steele wants everybody to know, I got 25 people watching. Okay, Derek, I, I don't know how else to tell you that that doesn't matter to me. Although the numbers on the YouTube have been a little better lately. So uh, there you have it. But I, I guess if that helps you get your day started, that you want to point out that I guess my live stream doesn't do that well on the YouTube, there you go. Hopefully that puts a pep in your step uh, this morning there, sir. The haters came out on that one. On, on which one there, Pat Duffy? The good deed? Yeah, there's a group of people that are going to absolutely try to knock me down no matter what I fucking do. It's kind of creepy at this point. <laughs> Tim Malley. I like this, Tim Malley. You got another one today. Your dog can join the Mad at Opie Club. Yeah, there's a Mad at Opie Club for whatever reason. <laughs> it's just... Oh, we got 71 people watching on Facebook? Okay. It says uh, right here that I uh, the total people watching right now is 111. But uh, then it does pretty well in the... Uh, in the replay, so if I get over 100 people a day, I, I will absolutely continue doing this. That's about my number. I like to have about at least uh, at least 100 watching the entire time, but people come and go too. But it, it stays it stays above 100. That's good. I'm happy with that. Pep in your step, yes. Some of these haters just they need that. They need that to breathe. They wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, that's right. I got to throw some hate out there. So, th so they can deal with whatever the hell's going on with their, in their lives. That's crazy. Uh, Opie, people keep messing with you because they think you're a hobo. Got to clean up. Is that the latest thing? They think I'm a hobo? It's called uh, Homeless Chic. Tell them, tell them it's called Homeless Chic. Ah, uh, yeah, Lewis. I think that's right. You must be sick to get up to listen to something you don't like. Yeah, they absolutely, uh, they will pretty much set an alarm and then pop out of bed and get very excited. And then they search out my live stream and then they throw some hate at me. It's it's uh, it's it's the world we live in, in, unfortunately. That's another reason why I wanted to do that nice little deed in front of everybody. Maybe like, hey, hey, how about we do some uh, some nice things with this dumb social media you know, on one of my Facebook groups, I, I had to knock out a whole bunch of people. They, 
they, they pop up. Someone was asking how they join the private Facebook group. I'm not um, forcing anybody to join the private Facebook group, but it's a nice little group of people. We're 105 people strong. You know, you got to pay a few bucks every month, uh, but it also gives you the opportunity to be part of the live stream and, uh, I don't know, and other things. I don't know what the other things are yet. I'm trying to figure out uh, more perks, to be honest with you. And then that turned into a whole thing like, I'm not paying $5 uh, to listen to his podcast. And then uh, that good egg, uh, Jen Ferris, is like, it, his podcast is free. Everything is free that he does. All his content is free. This is just a little thing if you want to, you know, go a little deeper and, and hang out with a cool group of people and join the, you know, the private Facebook group. No one's uh, uh, forcing you to do it. And it gives them a few bucks. Gives me a few bucks to breathe. But then they insisted that it's, a, it's a me making people pay for my podcast and this and that. I purposely have tried to, you know, keep my shit free after all those years of making a fan base pay for, uh, you know, the content. But thanks to Jen Furs, uh, a whole bunch of them popped their heads up and it's just like whack, 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 and whacked them all. Whack them all. Opie, I love the clip of you getting mad at Adam Carolla when you thought he blew you off at Loveline. Can you talk about that? I already talked about that. And he did blow me off at um, uh, Loveline. But then we ended up, you know, we ended up being okay. I'm not a big fan of Adam Carolla. He's a weird fucking person to get to know and talk to. But, you know, we got it done. I explained to him the story. And then he ended up, you know, coming on our show. And it was fine. But I'm not a big fan of his or anything like that. I know he does well. Yes. Daniel Genrich. He knows. Be honest, Hope. You're starting a cult. Yes, that's why the really long hair, man. I'm turning into a guru, an absolute guru. Oh, my God, that guy on YouTube is going to be freaked out. We're up to 134 people watching this right now. Watch the numbers. Uh, Reed Callahan, appreciate the free content. Of course, man. In this uh, new world we live in, um, by the way, if you want a, a really good spiritual book, it's uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. That just popped in my head when I said this new world. You know, people just will just lie and, and make up horrible shit. And there's no accountability, you know. So those people on the on the, the other Facebook group, the public Facebook group, they, they found an opportunity to, to beat the shit out of me and trash me. And, and, and they kept insisting that they have to, they wouldn't pay $5 uh, for my podcast. And even when they were told that's not the case, they didn't stop. It's amazing that people could just do that with no accountability. I like to support a group. It's smaller and no bullshit, Rachel says. Absolutely. And we're going to keep it that way. I mean, we'll get a few people that will sneak in there, but we'll get them. Oh, I like that. You look like, well, I don't, <laughs> I shouldn't see that. <laughs> I'm bigger than Jesus Christ. Uh, Richard Cooper, you look like Jesus Christ. Yeah, fake news is the thing uh, nowadays. Yeah, it used to be just like the only thing that was out there was uh, the the flat earthers, and then I think a lot of people uh, realized how much attention the flat earthers were getting, and then they're like, well, why why just talk about the the Earth being flat? We could just start all sorts of lies and fake crap. 
And that's where we're at today. <laughs> I want to see Mad Bun Hot Yoga Hope. This, uh, this hair is just about ready to go. I'm just too scared to shave my head. And then I'm like attached to my hair because it started. A couple things started when the coronavirus uh, started. That was growing my hair. Uh, I haven't had a haircut in uh, about 14 months. Not a one, not a trim. So it's kind of hard to get rid of the hair because it kind of meant something to me during the pandemic, as weird as that sounds. And, uh, you know, then we got peaches, the two foot uh, tall uh, apple tree now. It might even be about two and a half feet tall from a seed, from an apple that my daughter was eating right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I could grow this thing. It'll be some kind of reminder of the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, a year later, this thing is two and a half feet tall with a lot of leaves. <laughs> if you get a haircut, that means the virus is over, LOL. Well, that I, I kind of want like a new beginning, right? So we, we got uh, family coming over this weekend, a nice long weekend of fishing and celebrating my, uh, my son's birthday. Um, so that's kind of... Uh, the end of the coronavirus in a way so any day now i just gotta shave my head for a new beginning i don't know if i'll show that on camera though i i, I think it's gonna look uh i think it's gonna look bad there might be some problem areas up there and i don't know if shaving my head is gonna be smart i've been i've been able to figure out my problem areas and work around it like any other guy I was doing caveman during the pandemic as well. You were, right? Well, a lot of people grew out their hair or got beards. Matt from Gephardt's, oh my God, he's got a he's got a pandemic beard, a very impressive pandemic beard. And we'll be going to Gephardt's uh, next week, a couple beers and get out of there just to say hi to Matt and show a little support for Gephardt's. I got to figure that out, but I'm thinking maybe like uh, maybe like Wednesday. Um, is your hair long enough to donate to Locks of Love or, or another? It's almost, uh, I could take the hair from the back and eat it, but just barely. So I think it falls short, unfortunately. It's probably about eight inches long, though. Probably. You will be happy when you cut it up. Yeah. And then I'll have to wear, then I'll have to wear some of my, uh, my, uh, my hats, my woolies. And people would be like, why are you wearing a woolly? It's 90 degrees out here. And I, I'll be like, well, I don't, I don't want you to see how bad this shaped head looks. <laughs> More of Opie's secret behavior. He eats his hair. I have been chewing on it a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. You need 10 inches to donate? God, I don't know if I can go another two. But that'd be a nice thing. Maybe I'll like, uh, I'll put it in a ponytail, right? Then I'll cut it, and then I'll post it on opiradio.com under my merch section and see if anyone fucking buys it. <laughs> that would be really creepy. That would be very creepy. Uh, are you going full shaved head? Whatever attachment I could put on my Manscaped razor. That's the only razor I trust. Even though the, the razor's uh, for your balls, I'm going to, you know... I'm going to shave my head with it. 
I saw their uh, episode on Shark Tank once again. Manscaped was a big success on uh, that Shark Tank. I can't get enough of that Shark Tank. Instead of watching the Trump coverage all day long like we were doing, now I just watch uh, Shark Tank. I watch at least an hour. No, well, each show's an hour. I, I watch at least uh, two hours a day now. Shark Tank. That and uh, Storage Wars. Those are the two shows that replaced the, the Trump coverage. I think I upgraded. Jim Bishop, didn't Sam's mom keep his creepy, crusty, curly hair? That still bothers me. Yeah, the video's up on my YouTube channel. That should have been a sign back in the day, to be completely honest with you. Oh my, this is uh, quite the comment from Jimbo. I haven't seen you in a few days there, Jimbo. Morning, Hope, let it grow, lose the beard. You're a handsome man, and I say that with an unblemished record of staunch heterosexuality. <laughs> oh, that's a Costanza quote, I guess? I don't know, I don't know that Seinfeld shit. Chico Sansi, Storage Wars is such a made-up show. All these reality shows are made up. Yeah, they've uh, the reality shows have uh, definitely segged into uh, a lot of uh, you know made-up shit now, unfortunately, because they don't have the time to sit around to wait for the action. Back in the day when Real World and all that popped, those guys had to camp out in the house for like six months because. Because uh, uh, most producers and TV uh, people, they realize that people are actually pretty boring most of the time. So they realize, well, if we could set up a whole production in the basement of a house and, and wait it out for six months, you know, we'll squeeze out 20 episodes of a show. And then they're like, well, that costs way too much money. So then they, they turned it into, well, we could still do the same type of show, but we'll push the agenda and we'll push the storylines. And now, I mean... Like uh, like Jersey Shore, the last season of Jersey Shore when they filmed it at a, a hotel, basically. If you really listen closely, it seems like they did the whole season in less than a week. Because they don't have time to pay, uh, they don't have time or the money to pay those crews to, to hang out for uh, months on end, you know, to get uh, some real storylines uh, happening. Uh, Opie, unblock me on Twitter, Luigi. I think you were being an asshole though, bro. Luigi, what do you say on Twitter for me to block you? Because I don't really block a lot of people. I block the people that are like, you know, Mike321978, Anthony42639, Sharon273249. It's so obvious, uh, the, the people that start troll accounts. It's, it's a first name and a lot of numbers. Those are the, pretty much the only people I block because it's so obvious it's just some obsessed troll slash hater just making accounts all day long. So what did you do? Let's be honest. What did you do that I blocked you on the Twitter? That is a great line from Ferris Bueller. Oh my, Jim. Oh my. Movie lines. Movie lines on your home of rock and roll. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. I almost did the voice too there, Jim. Oh my God, Rob Vetter, I totally forgot all about that. Opie, have I missed a letter from your dad explaining your mom? Uh, no, I, I totally forgot about that. A little letter from my dad explaining my mom back in the day. It was heartfelt. Very personal though, that letter. So the guy's not gonna explain what he did on Twitter to be uh, blocked, I guess. So that means uh, he definitely was being a jerk.
Uh, I have one account. I don't. I don't understand the mental illness of doing so. Meaning, uh, just starting uh, accounts over and over again. Yeah. No, it's funny too. These idiots. Like, if someone compliments me on Twitter or something. Then the, the bullshit is that I have multiple accounts that I use to compliment my, myself. You can't keep up with this shit. I literally have two Twitter accounts. I have Opie Radio and I also have Opie Show that is sort of, uh, sort of just sitting there. Um, and that's it. One's my personal Twitter account and the other was for the old radio show that I just happen to still have. Those are the only two accounts I've never, ever started a fake uh, account because, you know, honestly, that's what has gotten me in trouble over the years. Because if I don't like someone, I'm going to just tell you in, in my real voice. Others hide behind uh, a lot of fake accounts, including Anthony. Anthony literally tweets me from fucking fake accounts. That's creepy. I've never done that, never had the need to do that. You know, honestly, it probably would have helped me if, if some of the stuff I thought about people and this and that, I did from a fake account. But I was always about, might as well let it ride. Uh, Chico Sansi, can you tell us how much Series XM offered to Patrice to be on their platform? He laughed his butt off at the offer. Uh, it was, you know, they. it was just... Honestly, I don't know exactly. It was really, really bad, bad, stupid money. All the money went to Howard Stern, all of it. I mean, we got a nice chunk of it, if I'm being fair, but nothing compared to what Howard was getting. And the, then the drop-off uh, after us was very, very dramatic. And a lot of people that were very, very talented kind of got excited that they could do a show for SiriusXM until they realized how much SiriusXM was willing to pay them. It was really, really pathetic across the board. And, you know, we don't have to do the same rant, but basically their business model was take care of Howard and everyone else. It doesn't matter. And that's true because we were the we were the second second biggest show at Sirius XM, and the drop-off on how we were treated compared to Howard, you can't even compare the two. And the only reason they paid us well was because they knew we brought over a huge audience from our past. But as soon as they had the opportunity to start slashing our salaries, they did just that. Ah, oh, wow. A former staffer has said that Eric Logan wanted either Burr or Patrice to replace Jimmy when he was doing Lucky Louie. Is that true? Um, Bill Burr uh, was sort of replacing Jimmy when, we, when he was out in L.A. filming Lucky Louie. And there were discussions, let's just say... And there may have been people hoping that that show was going to take off, let's just say, which would make it uh, harder for Jimmy to be part of the show, let's just say. But uh, the discussions never got past that. Um, but Burr came in. I don't. Re I don't remember how much radio he did with us, but it was it was a it was a nice chunk while Jimmy was out there filming Lucky Louie, and then. You know, fast forward, the show uh, did not become successful, and then Jimmy came back, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> Pat, Pat, you know, you know Jimmy. 
That was just us being funny, but I don't think you're wrong. I, I guarantee that bothered Jimmy in some way. Everything bothered Jimmy. Everything. Pat knows, though. Pat is one of uh, one of the few that has, uh, has stayed uh, true to himself. And I appreciate that, Pat Duffy. And to the people that gave me a few bucks today, thank you very, very much. I really, really appreciate that. Um, it does keep me motivated to turn this on every day. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to go, oh, damn, I made 55 bucks today. It's nice. What's up, Chip? Billy Fick wants everyone to know that I guess I'm Chip or something. If that's true, like, like Jimmy uh, has this dumb character. It's a stupid fucking cartoon voice thing. That was good in small doses on the Opie and Anthony show, and then he obsessed about it to the point that he had to interject the character into everything we were doing. And I do believe it's one of the things that started eroding the uh, Opie and Anthony show and the audience. Uh, the character went on to be very, very successful, yes, but uh, when it was taking over the Opie and Anthony show, I really, really thought it was very, very bad for what we were trying to accomplish, and it got in the way absolutely. And then this uh, this psycho decides that he's going to tell everybody that the Chip character is based on me. That would mean that Jimmy hated my guts for years. For years. Chip is not me. That's Jimmy. He's very vindictive. So he'll do anything he can to try to fucking hurt me. The fact is, Chip is not me. I don't know how else to tell you. And he knows it too. It was just a great way to spin all sorts of horse shit. I would love to know this. Now you got me going a little bit. What did I actually do to Jim Norton? What could I have possibly done to Jim Norton? There's your question today. What did I actually do to the guy? I know one thing, I stopped uh, putting up with his, uh, with his bullshit and that drove him nuts because he needs everyone to put up with his bullshit that's around him. But in the end, what did I actually do to Jim Norton? There's your question today. What did I do to that guy? He was a middle level comic from Jersey that got an opportunity of a lifetime and then made the most of it. He was good at that. But in the end, what did I actually do to him? The answer would be pretty much nothing. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-